Kate Wheeler here at What She Said with Christine Bentley. Happy Sunday. Are you familiar with the term adulting? Well, it started as a tongue-in-cheek hashtag and has made its way into everyday usage. Like it sounds, it means to carry out duties and responsibilities expected from adults. Everyday stuff, right? But for 1.1 million Canadian adults with ADHD, the term adulting is more than just a trending hashtag. We're going to discuss exactly what it means for them. Dr. Michael Ho is on a mission to help people live a more active life with less pain. The doctor of chiropractic and acupuncture is also an engineering enthusiast who has developed a line of self-care products effective for relieving pain and in helping to restore one's health. We're going to meet with this Canadian success story who for more than 30 years has helped millions of people around the world. Another local success story is Kari's Clothiers. It's been a fixture on Danforth Avenue for as long as most people can remember. And if you've never been to the store, you will most likely have heard Saul Corman on the radio waves, a medium he loved and mastered in his almost seven decades in the business. Saul's son, Sean Corman, is here today to talk about his father's legacy and give the men in our lives some spring styling advice. Now, if vintage style is more your thing, Jonathan Walford from the Fashion History Museum is here to tell us about all the fab finds you'll be trying on at the upcoming vintage clothing show, including vintage dresses straight from the summer of love with images of Pierre Trudeau, Woodstock, crowds, and Bob Dylan on them. Hmm. These are the real deal, and we're going to learn more about the show, which is on March 3rd and 4th. Mark it down. Musicologist Eric Alper will be heading into the teenage wasteland, talking about top albums from the 13 to 19 set. And the lovely Leah Daniels will be performing her brand new single in our studio sessions. It's all about first times. And if this is your first time listening to What She Said, please follow us on social media at What She Said Talk, and be sure to join us on Facebook Live every Wednesday at 10 a.m., where we give away swag bags loaded with gifts from our generous guests and we give you a preview of who is joining us on the show which you can also listen to after the broadcast on our apple podcast we are going to take a quick break but what she said we'll be right back here on 105.9 the region stay with us Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. York Region. York Region. Radio from your point of view. 1059 The Region. Yeah, I want you, baby. Slow, slow hands. Like sweat dripping down We've all seen the trending hashtag on our social media channels, and now the term has made its way into everyday speech, adulting. Like it sounds, it means to carry out duties and responsibilities expected from adults, from getting groceries and cooking, to keeping your house organized. These may seem like everyday lifestyle events, but for the 1.1 million Canadian adults with ADHD, the term adulting is more than just a trending hashtag. Joining us to discuss this is Dr. Tim Bilkey. So, Dr. February is psychology month. But why is it important to raise our understanding of adult attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? This is something most of us connect with children. Yes. So uh, ADHD is a common condition in children. So three Mm -hmm. kids in every Ontario classroom would have this condition. What we didn't know in the 60s, you know, so pediatricians were diagnosing children, 
in adolescence, the pediatrician would say, well, it's mostly going to go away. And what goes away is the hyperactivity. But the core symptoms, the cognitive symptoms of ADHD, procrastination, distractibility, forgetfulness, the kind of invisible ones, mm -hmm. they continue into adolescence and adulthood. So there's a whole host of people who never got diagnosed but continue to have these characteristics. Some people say that this is on the rise. That is, 50 <clears throat> years ago, there wasn't as much of right. it. Was it... Is that true, or was it just not diagnosed? It, you're actually right, uh, Christine. So it wasn't diagnosed because people weren't looking for it. It's a transcultural condition. It crosses all ethnicities. Now we're looking at women and screening them, and lo and behold, in the adult population, it's one-to-one, -one, males to females. So uh, we're looking at different areas, and when you screen for things, any kind of psychiatric medics, medical condition, you're going to start to find it, depression, anxiety, etc. So... For parents who are listening, is it something that gets worse, gets better? Is it constant? Yeah. <clears throat> ADHD doesn't get worse. But across the timeline, your expectations increase. So for a young woman going to university, looking after herself, moving away from her parents, uh, then she gets a job, she has a relationship, she has children. So the ADHD itself hasn't been getting worse. But it's called cognitive loading. There's way more stuff for her to keep track of all of these balls to juggle. And it can make people underachieve, feel overwhelmed, uh, and it can be quite demoralizing in these women. So, so give us um, that's some understanding of the impact of the disorder, but what's the impact on everyday life? Yeah, well, uh, one of the presentations, such a good question, one of the presentations, so there are profiles, there's ways that people come through the, the door to present uh, with ADHD as women. One of them we call married with children. So she was never diagnosed. She's got a little guy or a little girl with it. If you have ADHD yourself, all of the executive functioning, so setting timelines, uh, your short-term working memory, uh, knowing what to tackle first, setting the priority. If you have all of those difficulties yourself and then your child has identical difficulties, then all these problems start in the morning. So getting your child off in the morning, uh, lunches, homework, and then going off to work. Uh, work under productivity is common. It's up to 22 days of lost job performance per person per year. That's WHO data. So she underachieves in the workplace as well. And then her day's not done. She has to pick up her, her child and all of these things. Now, we, we talked earlier about a spectrum, mm -hmm. that there are certain traits yeah that are common for people who suffer. Not all of them have all of them. That's right. So what would be the most common things to watch for? And when should someone say, I need some help? Yeah. So uh, Howie Mandel has ADHD, also has an anxiety problem. He comments that if you think you have some of these traits, go to the doctor. What are the traits? So I call it the PDF. The P is procrastination. The D is distractibility and the F is forgetfulness. So the uh, lifelong history of being a chronic procrastinator as a kid with your homework, as an adolescent in high school, then as an adult, bills, taxes not being done, being forgetful around everyday things, forgetting things from the store, what your partner says to you, and core distractibility when you, in a contextually, so it's a, a context-driven condition, you're sitting there, it's tedious, repetitive, and boring. People with 
ADD cannot force themselves to focus. So they start to drift away, think about other things. They're starting to half listen. And that will impact relationships, work performance, a whole host of things. But we all have a little <clears throat> bit of that. Right. So the diagnosis, that's true. So it's a, a spectrum condition. Um, and it can be mild, moderate, severe. But for the true diagnosis, there have to be two areas where you've uh, not reached your potential in a big way. So losing jobs. I had somebody recently uh, who has uh, lost 10 jobs, being passed over for promotion. Okay, people not being able to complete uh, university or college, dropping out. Then you're relegated to a different socioeconomic status. So you really have to underachieve in two domains minimally. I'm a little confused about the difference between ADD mm -hmm. and ADHD. Sure, it's a great question. So the majority of kids have ADHD. So you have the core cognitive symptoms, the distractibility, but also the hyperactivity and impulsivity, poking your neighbor, verbal impulsivity, saying things out loud, all of that. Um, a lot of that diminishes. So um, the majority of adults are not hyperactive. Women are not hyperactive, mostly. They may have been hyperactive as, as kids, but they are the distractible, procrastinating, forgetful, and that's the ADD. ADD and ADHD uh, are the same thing. It's just ADD is without the H. There's no hyperactivity. Okay. Let me ask you this. If you have a child that you think has some of those symptoms, and none mm. of us like to pigeonhole our children, right. you, you, you know, mm. if they've got right. a problem, you don't want to say, let's go to the doctor. I think you have a problem right. until you're sure. Right. What do you do? Yeah. So you, you monitor and you continue to watch. So what happens with little girls? About Most little girls will present as ADD without the H, although some can get missed because they do have the H, the hyperactivity. But if they start to underachieve academically, if it starts to affect their self-esteem, if they start to compare themselves with their pals and they work really hard at studying but they're getting you know, lower grades, once it starts to affect self-esteem, then it would be reasonable to take that child and have you know, to a pediatrician and have that evaluated. What kind of treatment is available? It's multimodal. Uh, the core, cornerstone of treatment is knowing what you have, mm -hmm. because a lot of women will feel a great sense of relief that I no longer have this burden. It's not a, an excuse. It's an explanation for why I've been stuck. There's a stuckness mm -hmm. that goes along with this. Um, so better self-regulation, uh, you know, getting to bed on time, getting up, an hour of exercise. So wellness for her is really important. Uh, cognitive behavioral therapy can be quite helpful at addressing negative self-talk. After a while, women will start to say, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do these things? Mindfulness is a great um, stress reducer. It's also evidence-based for adult ADHD. Being able to um, study your own concentration, notice when symptoms emerge and recede. So maybe a diary of some kind. A diary would be very important. Uh, we give informed consent, and any kind of Health Canada-approved medicine comes at the end. And people get to choose the things uh, that they, they would like to tackle. So um, the majority of people I see will come in and say, I don't know if I have it, but if I do, I want help. And many people would opt for a package of those things, non-drug and drug strategies, to help them optimize their, their potential. Who would be the specialist they would go to, an adult, a psychiatrist? Well, it starts with a family doctor. Okay. There are psychologists, there are psychiatrists. Uh, we get referrals from nurse practitioners now, social workers. It's, people are quite aware now of this uh, condition, and uh, thank goodness for that. Is it a given that a child with ADD or ADHD will become an adult? Because I have heard some people 
grow out of it, or do they just manage it? About 60% of children will continue into adulthood with it. That doesn't mean everybody does. Okay. Um, and we don't know exactly why some people remit and some continue, but that's true. But the majority continue to have impairing symptoms untreated uh, into adulthood. The nice thing about this condition, it's really a wonderful thing, is it doesn't matter how long you've had it. You could get diagnosed at 30 or 40 or 50 and really... Uh, continue to have a very good life, optimizing function. So being able to ring the bell as opposed to sort of chugging along mm. and feeling like there's something really wrong. Where can people go online to find some resources for this? Um, Kadak has a very good, Kadak has a very good uh, website. Um, there are a number, if you just Google... Kadak, can you spell that? People? C-A-D-D-A-C. C -A -D -D -A -C. Yeah, so it's a family, su okay. it's a support uh group, a network, where people can um, get online and look for resources. This is good for kids and mm -hmm. families. Uh, but just Googling ADHD, a, a lot of things will come up. Uh, so it's one of the most under-recognized conditions and the most eminently treatable one we have in psychiatric medicine. Great. That's amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming in and <clears throat> sort of um, shedding some light on this because I don't think it's something that most of us know a lot about or, or know what to say when right. we meet somebody who does. Thank you. Great honor. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This is what she said, and we will be right back on 105.9 The Region. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KearnsAndCo.com. March break is coming up fast, and TAC Camps has you covered with tons of great programs in sports and education running all March break long. With locations in Richmond Hill, Thornhill, and Markham offering early drop-off and late pickup, TAC Camps will fit your schedule. Spots are filling up fast, so head to TACSports.ca to register today. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to What She Said. 66 years ago, Kari's landed in the then wilds of Toronto's East End and has been a fixture on Danforth Avenue for as long as most people can remember. Indeed, Toronto's mayor dubbed president and owner Saul Corman the Duke of the Danforth. Saul's son, Sean Corman, is here today to talk about his father's legacy and give us a little help dressing the men in our lives. Welcome to What She Said, Sean. Thank you very much. Okay, so 1952, that's a long time, and your dad never left the Danforth, despite being told he was crazy to stay there. Right. Well, the stories he tells me is that when he got to the Danforth, there was apparently 40 other menswear stores. Oh. <laughs> so needless to say, the competition was uh, was there because everyone wore slacks and nice shirts and suits. And he's the last one, I think, on the Danforth. I think we're the oldest establishment on the Danforth next to the Catholic Church. He's been there 100 years. <laughs> 100 years. <laughs> So you joined your dad in the business in 2009. Correct, yeah. Um, 
Speaking of edgy, you're bringing a love of sportswear and Harley Davidson to the store. Yeah, well, what we had to do was a bit of a generational gap because my dad was running everything. So we've had to make a big change in the stores, how we buy, what we look at, what's going on, especially with millennials. They're much more relaxed in their dress. So I tried to bring to the store and I had to learn very quickly because I didn't grow up in that industry. Um, how to buy, how to look for things, what the color is. Went through a lot of magazines, television, whatever I could find. And the thing is, too, that you are really buying a year to two years ahead. Correct. So now I'm in buying season for fall 2018. I'm just finishing up with some um, great suppliers we have. Boss, Canelli, Paul and Shark. And I try and get more color, the younger looks for guys. And things that are like that are edgy, like uh, te- technical stuff. So technical jackets from Canada Goose or Parajumper. They like gadgets, so that's what we try to do. Well, being in business for that many decades, uh, is the demographic changing? Are you trying to change the demographic? Um, It's changed a lot. Um, The suits and ties is still vital to our store. We stick to specific brands. When I got there, I cut out about 40 different brands. It was just too cluttered in the store and focused on name brands, high-end Canelli, Boss, Copley, and our Roberto, which is our private mm-hmm. label on the main floor, and stuck with those. And that's been uh, an uptick ever since. You, you can't have so many things. You've got to really focus. And we're really an old school store that people appreciate the service. Okay, so, so let's get down to it. Should women be involved in helping their partners or their sons choose what to wear? Or is it best if we just butt out? No, it's actually important that... Uh, parents, partners be involved because it helps someone who doesn't know or needs help or they want to know what looks good. Me personally, I don't, I don't need the help. My dad <laughs> never needed the help, but people do. And it's important. And, and the spouses and the friends and the aunts, they bring freshness and they can, you know, help the person decide what they need to wear. Mm-hmm. A young guy is basically, it's, it's really easy. Charcoal gray, navy blue, black. He's going into business, white shirt, purple shirt. It's pretty easy. But mothers and wives like to put their input. It's important. Okay. Well, I remember, you know, when I was younger, men men didn't really like uh, shopping for clothes, Mm -hmm. whereas women love it. Totally changed. But but my boys had really, and they're identical twins, had very, started to get very distinct tastes, very different, to the point where by the time they were 16, I couldn't buy anything for them. I mean, they, they wanted to pick their own stuff. And... And I think that's much more the case now, today. Yeah, yeah you see a lot of young guys come in. Well, it, it depends. If it's a wedding, the, the, the lady comes in or they, they'll come in with the whole family and they'll kind of pick and choose the colors. But in the end, he's pretty much telling you what style he likes. Mm-hmm. And whether it's peak lapel or notch lapel like I'm wearing today or what color, he, they pretty much will let them let them go to the direction. And also when you're 16, 17, you're trying to find your own way, develop your own style right away. Well, so, so let's talk about job interviews. It, it's always been said that one should dress for the job one wants. Is it always appropriate to wear a suit for an interview or is that too stuffy these days if you're going for, you know, a job at Google? Well, if you're coming to a job at Corey's, you got to mm-hmm. have a tie on because the first thing... Mr. Corman will say, well, if you're working in a men's store, we wear ties. Now, on Sundays, we'll all relax it a bit. You can wear jeans, sport coat, but you always got to have a tie on. And it's not really that stuffy. But, you know, other than a bank or uh, on Bay Street job, shirt and tie. Uh, Google, I wouldn't know because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and the tech thing. So, so what do you find? So, so are people, I mean, I, 
I used to love it. And like the, the, the fifties look, the sixties, the mods, the, the, all, all the, the really dapper men who, who would dress up superbly. And then we saw, you know, grunge and everything come in. And then there was casual Fridays, which sort of took off. Are they still in existence? Uh, no. And that was a very huge problem for my dad. He really hated that <laughs> casual Friday because some of the clients would, like he would say, like, I don't want to, if I'm going to the bank, I want someone that's going to treat me and respect me. And the way they dress is they mm-hmm. respect themselves and they respect the client. Except is that a generational thing? I mean, we saw the whole metrosexual look, which was sort of in between uh, what our kids wore in high school and the bank, right? Something a little edgier. And that sort of had confused the lines forever. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if if younger generations... Uh, feel less respect um, uh, we don't, for we, somebody without a tie. We don't see it. So when someone comes into a store and wants to get a suit for their wedding, right? and they could be anywhere from 20 to 40 or more, they want the suit, the tie, the whole together. Same with guys that are articly in, in law firms mm-hmm. or accountants. They want the charcoal gray, navy blue, black suit. Hence, that's why in our Alberto two suits for seven ninety eight, we sold last year about forty two hundred suits. So that tells me guys are coming back to dressing up. And for the guy who wants leisure on the weekend but wants to go out nice, lightweight uh, sport jackets, sport shirts, different color, and you can do it up or do it down with a, a dress shirt. Right. You know? So, what would you say the difference is between style and fashion when it comes to menswear? Well, as far as style goes for menswear, it's, it really hasn't changed that much, except for the fact now you have two button, everything is mm-hmm. slim fit, stovepipe pants. Well, like my husband hates the fact that everyone, yeah. everything is slim fit. So, <laughs> very slimming and uh, they, a tighter look right. as far as that goes. For the guy on the weekend that wants to chill out and relax and but go out for dinner and, and dress nice, he'll wear an unconstructed sport jacket, a t-shirt and a pair of jeans. Our denim what you're talking about with generation, that our denim has done a huge uptick. So they'll wear a denim, a nice pair of running shoes, and a sport jacket. Okay, so if someone's looking for a gift, say, what's going to be a go-to for spring-summer this year in menswear? Um, light, uh, unconstructed sport jackets are huge for spring. Um, the Eton shirts, uh, we call them hybrids, so you can wear them with a tie or no tie. And knit ties are huge, have come back. And the color this year is gray and navy blue. Gray and navy blue. Has it not always been gray and navy blue? <laughs> well, for, when I first started, it was charcoal gray black. And then all of a sudden, they came out with all these different blues. So like powder blue, French blue, French blue Mediterranean yeah. blue. And for weddings, huge. And for weddings, we're seeing uptick uh, custom-made tuxedos. Please really? tell me they're not blue. Uh, no. <laughs> so I guess James Bond 007 looks so white. So white on off-white. But you can't wear white... Um, you can only wear white in the summer. A, a dinner jacket, a white dinner jacket. You can't wear it all year round. That's very, yeah. that's a very can't big no-no. Can't wear one no-no. after Labor Day, right? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> for, for women in fashion, but as I understand it, a dinner jacket, I know because my husband was going to wear a dinner jacket, a white one, and my mother came down and she looked horrified. And she's like, you can't wear that in winter. You just you just can't. It's not done. Yeah, it. I would say, and this that's the other thing with fabrics. So with fabrics, people color so Mm -hmm. yes in the springtime summer lighter fabrics in the winter uh, darker fabrics as far as the the weight of the fabric 12 months of the year unless it's linen you can wear these suits all year round color i definitely would say geared to spring lighter looks 
in the fall, a little darker looks. That's why I like dressing up for fall, the sweaters, the browns, the nice uh, earthy tones. We have a quote from your father just before we, we go. It says, I love my family and I love everything I do. I learned to love retail, but I really made retail show business. And that's what I love. That's, that sort of sums up everything. He must be really glad that you've joined the family business. Yeah, and hence that's why he comes to the store every day at 85 years old <laughs> and ha- managed to get the radio stations to hook up the speaker so he doesn't uh, hook up the microphone directly to the radio station so he doesn't Perfect. Have to leave. Well, tell us the address, although I'm pretty sure radio fans across the GTA can reel it off. 569 Danforth Avenue in the heart of Greektown. And the website is? Sean at Corey's.com or Corey's.com. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate and it. And I might have to drag my one of my <laughs> sons down there one of these days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is What She Said, and we'll be right back on 105.9 The Region. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com TC or call 416-340-7270. When Candace Derricks tells people where to go, they listen. Hmm. An all-inclusive is sounding pretty nice right now. Ooh. <laughs> Let me see food and travel and exactly, what else. right? There's nothing else in life is food and no. travel as far as I'm concerned. So you want to do all your investigation up front. These are really, really, really good tips. Pleasantville is on our bucket list. <laughs> We've got expert travel tips and tricks from Candace at lifeinpleasantville.com. Weekends on What She Said Talk. York Region, this is your radio station, 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to What She Said. Joining us now for On The Record is musicologist Eric Alper, and today we are talking about top number one albums by those of the teenage persuasion, and that was Sean Mendes. That was Sean Mendes. Now, you formerly had a teenager in your home. A two. Two? Mm-hmm. I have one. Um, is it is it normal that they either don't sleep or sleep and then eat a lot and then don't eat a lot and yes. become not moody and then all of a sudden they're moody? Yes. yes. Okay, so that's pretty much everybody in Hollywood now, it seems <laughs> to. Um, so that's really, really good to know. And that, of course, is Sean Mendes, who is one of the most recent solo artists ever to top the Billboard top album chart before reaching the age of 18 he was 16 at the time and he turned a career on vine which was those six second videos on the social media network into a full-fledged career the guy is selling out all over the world and one of the nicest people in music have a local boy who has his own museum. Yeah, this is this is cool. Justin yeah. Bieber um, in uh, 
in his hometown of Stratford just launched the Justin Bieber Museum where you can see his um, American Music Awards, his Juno Awards, stuff from his grandparents' home. But yes, he didn't just score one album. He didn't just score two albums, but he had three albums hit the Billboard Top 200 chart by the time that he reached the age of 18, My World 2.0, The Mistletoe, oh, Under the Mistletoe, and Never Say Never, The Remixes. Cyrus. Before she dropped her clothes hey. and um, <laughs> the name Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus was a breakout star for her second chart-topping album. In 2008, the soon-to-be former Hannah Montana, who was 15 at the time, scored number one on the album Hannah Montana 2, Meet Miley Cyrus, back in 2007. And she did it again under her own name of Banger. So she's got two number one albums even before she reached the age of 20. And also doing pretty well. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. I mean, the pipes on her are amazing. You know, when she goes and is able to just sing with the piano or sing Mm -hmm. with the guitar, she's like knocks it out of the park every single time. then there is a little country yeah the third solo singer to ever have two number one albums on the billboard album chart before turning 18 that was leanne rhymes in 1997 her uplifting covers album you light up my life inspirational songs topped the chart when she was just 15 and then she had another album called unchained melody the early years, which topped the chart in 1997. The country star was just 14 at the time. Okay, that was little Stevie Wonder. That was little Stevie Wonder. If you've ever uh, stood beside him, he's not so little anymore. No. No, he's a full-on adult, but released back when he was known as Little Stevie Wonder, but generally hailed as a genius. That album topped the chart in 1963 with Recorded Live, The 12-Year-Old Genius. And here's a fun fact for you. He was 13 at the time, so the music industry was already lying to us even back then. This was the first one that's to the forge first the path. One. Yeah, that's Ricky Nelson, and he had the first number one album before turning the age of 18. He was a part teen idol, part early rock and roll pioneer, part actor. He hit number one back in 1958 with his debut album, Ricky, because at the time, it was such a rare case where a pop star would be on a weekly television show. Which came first? The the show, The, the Adventures show of, of Ozzy and Harriet. Harriet. And then he became so successful on that show that the record label decided to put out music for it. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier um, in an earlier segment about the Partridge family. The show mm-hmm. came first, the music came second. Mm-hmm. And that's Ricky Nelson. 
That happened with the monkeys too, right? That happened with the monkeys too. It was created yeah. for that. So another young bunch of adults too. Yeah. 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 There you go. The things we learn from Eric. Thanks so much for coming in and Thanks we'll see you next me. week. All right, we'll talk soon. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. Winter isn't done with us yet, and driving will continue to be challenging. Drive into Mazda of Richmond Hill and get in on the February iActive all-weather drive event. Get a credit towards new winter tires or upgrade your ride with a credit towards accessories on all models of Mazda. Come into 10414 Young Street in Richmond Hill and take predictive control in this uncertain weather. The iActive all-weather drive event is now on at Mazda in Richmond Hill. Go online to MazdaOfRichmondHill.com or drop by at 10414 Young Street in Richmond Hill. The Spark of Markham, CFMS 105.9, The Region. Next weekend, March 3rd and 4th, if you head down to Exhibition Place in Toronto, you may feel as if you've gone back in time. The Toronto Vintage Clothing Show is on, so get ready to sail through a purple haze of grade-A vintage clothing, accessories, and jewelry. Jonathan Walford from the Fashion History Museum joins us now to talk about the show, and it's decidedly a 60s theme. (laughs) Apparently, yeah. Welcome, Jonathan, to what she said. And first of all, uh, we hate to admit this, Mm -hmm. but uh, we didn't even know there was a Fashion History Museum. So I'm sure there are other people that don't know, so tell us about it. Well, we are fairly new. We, we were founded in 2004, but we didn't get galleries uh, in Cambridge until 2015. So for the first nine years, we did traveling shows that went to Hong Kong and Bahrain and Montreal, and but nothing locally. So people don't know us about us here. We're, we're far more famous abroad, around the world. <laughs> really? Oh, exactly. Well, we like to think so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so you've brought in a couple of very interesting uh, pieces. Listeners, uh, this will be up on our social media sites uh, with the handle of what she said talk. You'll want to take a look. Tell us about the two two favorites you've brought in because I'm looking right at Bob <laughs> D- uh, right at Bob Dylan on a dress. Well, I, I brought the two sides of the Summer of Love, which is 1967. Um, so I wanted to show what, what was going on. It was mm-hmm. it was like today, a world divided. Um, and but in that period, what you had you had the space age, modern, plastic, uh, let's move forward uh, kind of generation, mm-hmm. and you also had the let's look back, let's save the world, let's stop polluting, let's smoke a little weed um, type of hippie people as well. Much like so today is, too. Yeah, there we go. So <laughs> there we have the two outfits for the two different kinds. Okay. Wow, that looks like a bedspread I think I had in university. <laughs> 
I mean, I always type you were. You know, the Indian, no, the Indian, oh, yeah. you know, because you couldn't afford anything, you know? Right, You got yeah. to be room with four other people and yeah. went down and no, got exactly. yourself a... Well, the hippies picked up on a lot of, of um, ethnographic textiles, things that were, they were inexpensive. You could pick up these things in Afghanistan and India and China mm-hmm. and they'd come through the, these boutiques that were available in, in Toronto and Montreal and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. It was a really good location for are it as well. velvet pants? They are velvet pants, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Green velvet pants. How oh many vendors are going to be at the show? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm not really sure. I think it's in the neighborhood of about 60 vendors in total. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, right. it's a bit of everything. It's not just '60s clothing. It's it's uh, clothing from all different periods, and I've seen things as early as the 19th century. There, like ball gowns from the 1880s and 90s. Um, there's things right up to the 1980s and, and 1990s as well. So, and it's, uh, there's accessories, and there's also furniture as well. So you can really sort of set the '60s like memory lane. <laughs> yeah, walking down memory lane, bell bottoms, and so what's? Do you have a favorite era? When you're looking at the fashion. Oh, I used to say, I, having a favorite era is like saying you have a favorite child until someone said to me, obviously you don't have children. So. <laughs> oh, I have a favorite child. It just differs from day to day. <laughs> right, sure. Um, I think every era has, has its strengths right. and its weaknesses. And the 60s was certainly interesting because it was a period where everything changed. And if you, if you were a fan of Mad Men, um, you know what it looked like going into the decade. You mm-hmm. know what it looked like coming out of the decade. And it looked like 50 years happened in that 10 years. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge, huge era for change. And I think that's really fascinating. Anytime there's this sort of change happening. We're living in an era right now where things really aren't changing that fast in fashion. There's things you probably have in your wardrobe from the 1990s that you're still wearing today because it doesn't look out of date. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sort of different or periods it come, of different Or it looks. comes around again. Although usually when it comes around again, there's a little just change, enough. but just change. enough yeah. to make yeah. you have to go out and buy it. But I'm sort of of the school of thought that if I've done it once, maybe I should Shouldn't skip the, the second, next yeah, time. I kind of yeah, agree. That's you true. Know? But fashion in the 60s is what uh, phones are today. If you had a flip phone now, it would be embarrassing, right? Mm-hmm. In the 60s, if you're wearing something which is, you know, crinolined and looks mm-hmm. like something that's from five years earlier than, than a period, it was actually embarrassing to wear that in, in, in the streets. So you had to keep up with fashion. And it's not just so that they, I, I was just looking at the show release here, and it says there will be top indie clothing boutiques from Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa. So they're mm-hmm. coming from from all over. And um, Kingston and a few places, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's great. Now, you've, you've written a book. Um, you're the author of the book 60s Fashion From mm-hmm. Less to More to Youthquake. Right. So the youth quake would be considered what? In it's fact? that whole explosion of, of the youth generation in the mid sixties. It's it starts it starts really in England with the boutique movement and mm-hmm. Mary Quant and all this kind of thing that's going on. Oh, in, I have a Mary heart. Quant dress. I do. My, it was my mother's. My mother used to be a model and she kept oh. all her clothes. Well, you, you know where Mary to call Quant. when she. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do now. Um, okay, so the show is running on the weekend. It's at the March third and fourth, and right. there's also. The, isn't the antique show as well at uh, the same concurrent. time? They happen at the same time. It's two different sides of the same of the same show. So you can go do the antiques on the left hand side, or you can do the clothing on the right hand side. Or, you know, if the couple comes, the wife can do the clothing, the husband can do the clo- the. Perfect. So picture. how do you get tickets? Uh, you can buy them, I think, at the door uh, when you when you get right there. There's front door. They're available right there. Excellent. Right. And uh, tell us what the Fashion Museum's website is so that people want to catch uh, The Fashion that. Museum is available at uh, fashionhistorymuseum.com. And Fashion uh, History we're advertising Museum. our new show for the year, which is 101 Tales of Fashion. So all those those tales you hear, like women removing ribs and white after Labor Day being a no-no and things like mm-hmm. that, we're going to answer those questions, whether they're right or wrong. Okay. okay. Yeah. Excellent. That's excellent. So again, uh, the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show, Saturday, March 3rd, 10 to 5. Sunday, March 4th, 10 to 4 at the Queen Elizabeth Building at 
Exhibition Place. I'm really excited. I'm definitely going. Wonderful. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming in and joining us. Thank you. And we will be right back after this short break on 105.9 The Region. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com slash TC or call 416-340-7270. March break is coming up fast, and TAC Camps has you covered with tons of great programs in sports and education running all March break long. With locations in Richmond Hill, Thornhill, and Markham offering early drop-off and late pickup, TAC Camps will fit your schedule. Spots are filling up fast, so head to tacsports.ca to register today. York Region. York Region. Radio from your point of view. 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to What She Said. I'm Kate Wheeler. We all know how debilitating pain can be, and when it's constant or recurring, it can literally bring people to their knees. And if it doesn't do that, it sure can ruin your day. So joining us now is someone who has heard all the stories and has made managing pain his life's work. Dr. Michael Ho, welcome to What She Said. Well, thank you for having me here. I'm you know, very happy to be here because we get to help people Okay, with the information we are going to forward today. Okay. Uh, you know, from what I know about your show, you have a lot of women listeners. We do. Okay, and viewers. And women have a lot of stress. Stress causes muscle tension. Mm-hmm. Muscle tension causes pain. Mm-hmm. So we need to address that. But first of all, we want to point out that you are a Canadian success story. A lot of people think you're American. I don't know why. That's but, true. But people travel from all around the world to see you. Yes. So what was it about pain relief that first attracted you? Well, I still remember my first patient. She said, Dr. Ho, I love coming to see you. You make me feel so good. But what do I do on the weekends right. when my pain comes? What do I do in the middle of the night if I wake up pain? What if I want to take a vacation? Or if, if you happen to take vacation, what do I do? Well, at that point, I say, well, sorry, there's nothing you can do. You have to make an appointment and come here and see me. Mm-hmm. But after hearing that from so many patients over the years, I say people need to have something that they can use to help themselves so they can relieve the pain on demand. Mm-hmm. Because when you have pain, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. it controls your life. It ruins mm-hmm. your life because now all you focus on your pain and pain causes you to have fear about doing things because you're afraid that the pain can make things worse. And that's not healthy because you stop being active. So having a device that can relieve your pain on demand, you say, hey, I can play with my grandkids. <laughs> I can travel. I can work. I don't have to worry about anything. If I do have pain, I use Dr. Ho, relieve the pain, and go on with my day. No interruption to your life. And that can change everything. Well, speaking of devices, uh, as you can tell, uh, I'm strapped into one, and Kate is... I, my feet are gently resting on Gently on, resting. On, on, so on while, before I ask you the next question, yes. um, are we going no, to set... This now, is I the, have... Yeah, okay. let me, let me, this is a new product. This is a brand new product. It's called the Neck Therapy Pro. It's the world's first and only patented device for treating headaches, yep. neck and shoulder pain. So we got this strapped up. We're going to turn it on for you. 
Now go very slow, it's a very powerful device. Let me okay. know when you start to feel the stimulation at the back of your neck. Feel it? Now. Okay. Now you keep turning it up until you feel the muscle inside your neck and shoulder and start to contract and relax in different rhythms. Okay, Go ahead. I can feel it. Yeah, increase intensity. Okay, yep. have a seat so okay. we uh, everybody can hear you. And explain now what Kate is you can, doing. You can reach mine. Um, we'll All show right. you. We'll now, show, you show you this. Kate's got her video feet later. on our circulation promoter. Yes, I do. This is a foot and leg pain relief device. Okay, because it helps to restore your circulation. So I'm going to turn this on. Okay, I'm going to turn a little bit of time until you feel it at the bottom of your feet. It's coming slowly. Oh, I can feel a little tingle. Okay, let me know. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> oh, that's going on. That feels nice. That's going all the way um, up through my knees. Exactly. You told me earlier. I have bad knees. You have bad knees. Okay. So yeah, this, this is baseball. very good for anybody with diabetes, anybody who's got like foot pain, plantar fasciitis, heel spur, bunion, anybody with lymphatic problem or, you know, vascular issues like if you've got spider vein, varicose mm -hmm. vein, or trouble walking because you got muscle cramps or foot pain, okay? And if you have joint pain in your knee, you can use this on your feet first, then after that, you use the big pads on your knees on directly. Knee. Directly, and that can really help to reduce the inflammation, relax the muscle, and improve your mobility. Now, this Excellent. is this one of the most popular device out there because so many people have trouble with the mobility. Now, a lot of ladies out there, okay? Mm -hmm. As we all know, every lady loves their fancy shoes. And I always say this, every lady deserves a doctor foot massage. <laughs> So this is called TENS therapy, T-E-N-S. What does that stand for? As far as medical category goes, our device is classified under TENS and EMS. TENS stands for transcutaneous electronic nerve stimulation. EMS stands for electronic muscle stimulation. In fact, our device is so much different than just that basic you know, uh, category. Our device have over 300 different types of stimulation. It's our own proprietary technology, what we call modulated pain-relieving waves. Because it's always changing, you can probably feel it, yep. but your body never adapts. How does it adapts. feel, Christine? It, it, it feels amazing. But what I want to know is, you know, we've been dealing, human beings have been struggling with pain for eons. Yes. What, how did you get to find this winning formula? Well, I mean, after treating so many patients with pain, I, I'm a very observant person. I listen well, and I observe, tell. I examine, okay? I like, I like engineering, you know? So I like health science, I like helping people, I like engineering. When I combine that, I say, what causes pain? It's not because you lack a painkiller. Definitely, you're not lacking any chemical. It's nothing to do with your hormones, nothing to do with your you know, stress, per se. It's to do with muscle tension. Now, why do we have muscle tension? When you're under stress, whether mm -hmm. it's driving traffic, looking after your kids, having multiple tasks, or you have physical stress from you know, texting your phone on a computer, mm -hmm. okay, or being in an accident. Mm -hmm. Any kind of stress, okay, whether it's emotional, physical, cause your muscle to contract. And what happens when your muscle contract, it doesn't know how to let go. And then when you do that all the time, you get chronic strain on the muscle. The muscle stay contract, the nerves stay excited, and then the nerves start to get irritated, the blood vessels start to get impeded. That's when pain comes. So oh. we got to get rid of the cost of the pain in order to get relief. Okay, so people, it's interesting what you said before, and I wanted to, to narrow down on this, because people often think that this kind of treatment is for older people, but younger ones are having issues Absolutely. too, you say, and, and you said texting and being on the computer. Yes. You've always got your head down. Well, right? you, you look at most teenagers nowadays, what does their posture look like? Yeah. What we call forward head carriage, you know, and their neck is very stiff, alter, alter biomechanics. 
this muscle gets very tight, mm -hmm. okay? And then what happens is they start to pinch this nerve, you start getting arm pain. You pinch a nerve at the top of your neck, you start getting fatigue, trouble mm -hmm. sleeping, migraines, tension headache, okay, dizziness, all relating to the muscles and nerve. So my device is always designed to address the nerve and muscle problem. It's designed to retrain the nerve to calm down. When the nerve calms down, it tells the muscle to relax. And that's how it works. Okay, so this is a fairly, what I'm, I've got on. I don't know what it's called exactly. but it's Neck Therapy Pro. Neck. And it's neck Therapy Pro. That neck makes Therapy sense. Pro. <laughs> and it's fairly new. Yes, it's brand new. I yep. spent the last seven years developing. Okay. Right. It's got and two, it treats what? It treats migraine headache, tension headache, insomnia, trouble sleeping, neck pain, shoulder pain, and pain that goes down your arm or pain that goes up to your head. Because the nerve in your neck are related. The nerve at the top of your neck goes to your head. That's why we can relieve headache and insomnia. Feels amazing. But you're also working on something else. Well, I'm working on, I believe, and also people who've been testing have been telling me the same, the world's best back pain relief device. It's going to combine a backrest that helps to realign your spine, to support your spine, a sick cushion to support your hip, and infrared heat to improve circulation and relieve the muscle tension. You're going to put yourself out of business for... <laughs> For seeing patients no, it, in health. It's amazing, yeah. But I mean, I know so many people who complain about their sciatica nerve. Exactly, okay? And the longer you sit, the worse you get. Why? Because our posture in the low back changes. It becomes flat. Mm -hmm. we're, compressing, we're compressing the disc. You get pinched nerve, the sciatic nerve down. You get pains and needle down your, down your leg. Yeah. So having this back, right? We align the spine. We relax the muscle. We improve the nerve and blood circulation. Trouble when, gone. When's this going to be on the market? Hopefully in the next six months. Wow. So how do people reach you for a, an appointment or to shop for products? Best way is go on our website. Okay, mm -hmm. our website is Dr. Ho now. We have a saying, mm -hmm. you don't need pain, you need Dr. Ho now. <laughs> you don't <laughs> so, need pain, you need Dr. Ho now. That's just very great. simple. Just D-R-H-O-N-O-W. N-O-W. So, and now this one um, that's tingling all the way up to my just above my knees it yes. feels fabulous and i could concentrate this on my knees i assume they're all safe you can't yes. hurt yourself all, all you can't devices, overstimulate yourself all devices are manufactured in our own factory okay mm -hmm. we have only engineering own factory and our factory is what we call iso 13085 okay certified which is a medical standard we also have CE certification with FDA clearance on our device, with Health Canada clearance on the device. Mm -hmm. Everything's tested, okay, mm -hmm. for safety. And only that, our product is high quality. People who have our product from 30 years ago are still using it. We know that because they come back to buy the replacement pads. And we got so many wonderful people around the world who's telling us every day how this is helping them. In fact, we estimate over 10 million people, 10 million people around the world are already living a better life with less pain. Well, thank you so much for, for coming in and telling us all about it. And, and my feet feel fabulous. So does my neck. I, I, I'm just ready to have a little nap. Now. I mean, I don't, <laughs> That's what everybody say. I don't feel anything. Yeah. Well, you told me pain, before, so yeah. you had pain going down that uh, arm, and no, now that's wrong. gone. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, we will be right back here at 105.9 The Region after a nap. <laughs> Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Chinese New Year 2018. 
The Chinese New Year and the Year of the Dog begins on February 16th. If you were born in 1934, 1946, 1958, 1970, 1982, 1994, 2006, and 2018, you too are a dog. Those born under that sign are loyal and popular in social circles. They are also good at helping others find and fix their bad habits. Chinese New Year ends on March 2nd. Kung Hei Fat Choi. This celebration of Chinese New Year is brought to you by the Chinese Broadcast Network. For information on what is happening in the Chinese community right here in the GTA and abroad, tune in daily to 105.9 The Region from 6 to midnight. The Chinese Broadcast Network for the best of Chinese culture and information from a local perspective. 1059 The Region, growing with you and your family. Listening to is first, a brand new single by Canadian country singer Leah Daniels, who is back with us in studio. How are you? I'm great. So happy to be here again. What's going on with you? Well, I just released my, I guess, the first single off my brand new album, and it is called First uh, to Radio. And uh, we've been working on the video. Videos come out, so it's a, a busy time. And it's all about first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Yes, it's a song about your first love uh and kind of reminiscing about it um you know because in life we have a lot of firsts whether it's first love first heartbreak first car and so I think it's one of those songs that kind of can take you back and Mm -hmm. and hopefully listeners do now you uh this was part of your upcoming EP which uh was recorded in Nashville Los Angeles and Toronto yeah can you tell us about yeah well first was actually with the first song that I wrote in LA and that was completely different for me because normally I'll travel to Nashville and do writing sessions but this time I was in LA and it was a completely different vibe I think just having less country music there it was different and I was working with a producer um, that had done more rock music and stuff like that rock and pop so it was really neat it was more laid back I found it was lovely having the palm trees out the window (laughs) and the breeze coming in and I really enjoyed it so did that impact the music? Would you say it's quite different from your past releases? or I think it it impacted it in the sense that I'm evolving. And I think, especially for first, I mean, we wrote this song last September. And I think it was just the time of year. It I was feeling very nostalgic at the time, you know. It's, it's September. Relationships, especially summer loves, tend to sometimes fall apart mm-hmm. at that time of year mm-hmm. and um it just kind of took me back to my first love so yeah it was, it was neat well going back to what you said about evolving we see lots of artists who start in one genre yeah. and gradually sort of migrate to another are you feeling that or is it just that you're maturing um yeah I'm definitely maturing but it's funny you say that because I definitely feel like I've come from like I've done many different genres of music. When I first started out, I did a lot of musicals and Broadway. And then my first, the first songs that I wrote were like pop, mm. pop rock based. And then I kind of morphed into country, the more songwriting I did. Well, tell everyone where they can find your music online. Well, you can find me, well, leahdaniels.com. Everything about me is there. And then my music's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Excellent. Uh, it is always a pleasure having you in. 
Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. That is what she said for this weekend. Be sure to join us again next Saturday and Sunday at noon right here on 105.9 The Region. And singing us out now is the lovely Leah Daniels with her new single called First. I found a box of photographs, a couple letters and a backstage pass. The one you stole at Warped Tour. In a cloud of dust, you held me close We pushed our way up to the very first row From that moment I was all yours And I bet you don't have a clue That I'm thinking about you I'm thinking about you Hey! First touch, first kiss, that rush I miss the way you move me You never forget your First love, first risk, you don't forget the way your heart hurts. You never forget your first, ooh, you never forget your first, ooh. Sat on the bluffs till the sun came up, took all night just to get the guts to whisper, I love you. Well, sometimes love is bittersweet And we were chasing different dreams Well, I wonder where you are now And I bet you don't have a clue That I'm thinking about you I'm still thinking about you Hey! A first touch, first kiss, that rush I miss the way you move me You never forget your First love, first risk, you don't forget The way your heart hurts You never forget your first Ooh, you never forget your first Ooh, don't know what you got till it's gone And now I don't know what to do Cause this old shoebox me thinking about you I'm still thinking I'm still thinking about whoa, whoa. I'm still thinking about you hey, yeah, yeah. first touch first kiss that rush I miss the way you the way you You never forget your first Ooh, you never forget your first Ooh, oh, we were 18 crazy in love We were 18, baby Oh, you never forget your first What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.